Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be here on a beautiful Monday evening. It has been a quite a long several weeks for Infinity Bro Max. I am your host, Max Motor. Grateful to be here with you. I'm fatigued, I'm exhausted, but I'm ready to be with you here on episode 45. We have two other Infinity Bros here today. The first is my arch nemesis and always challenging me. It's Mark Jones. Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be here in front of the Infinity Bros universe again and glad that you're fatigued and tired. It's the perfect time to attack. And over down in Montana, I'm just going to ignore that. Uh, we have Infinity Bro Jared. Jared, how are you? I'm doing great. I actually really like the energy that you both are giving off right now. Um, I feel like this is going to be a good one. So buckle up, Infinity Bros universe. Yeah, the pre-show talk was not as positive as it usually is. Not as positive, but we will bring it. It also really helps that we have a jam-packed show today, Jarrett. Yeah, we're going to get rolling and it's going to get wild. Yeah, I, I I don't remember having a list of news this detailed in a long time. I just do not remember it. It is lengthy, very lengthy. It's going to be big. I don't know if it's um, Corona or what, but I feel like when I was thinking about what to talk about this week, I was like, man, there's no news. And then as I took the time to actually like sift through everything, I was like, okay, there's too much news. Has this just been like a really long week for all of us? Yeah, it's just been a really long week. It's just too much. And then Isaac in the group chat, Infinity Bro Isaac, for those that know. If, if you know Isaac, you probably know him from something else because apparently he's the only Infinity Bro that gets invited to things. Um, uh, he's like, we're just being a DC podcast because we have Mark and Robbie. Meh, 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 meh. Mark, what do you have to say about that? I don't know. I had the, <laughs> the guts and the know-how to set up a secret podcast or not secret, I told all of you guys, and then Robbie was the only one that was wanted to do it, and we just happened to review a movie. So if Isaac gets mad, he can do a Spider-Man movie, or maybe a Keanu Reeves movie he's never seen before. I thought the time... <laughs> That's good. I thought the Time Stone episode last week was very good. I really did. I thought it was good. I do not like the movie. Four and a half out of six stars? Come on. That was a terrible. I thought that idea. was. I thought that's what you were giving it. I was like, man, that's a that's no, high praise. not a chance. I was like, I was like, hard question mark when I heard. Like, I almost dropped my computer as I was, I was editing it. Kept my attention better than the stones. Goofy movie. No way. There's Goofy way. Movie. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I love you, Mark, but you are very wrong. Whatever. <laughs> zero zero one zero zero. Okay, enough of Jared for talking for the rest and of the day. That's ridiculous, Mark. <laughs> I here's the deal. The real rating of Batman Forever is a two out of six because Schumacher's movies suck. They're nostalgic. They suck, though. They all suck. End of discussion. Although I would double down on what Robbie said about recasting Nicole Kidman. I 100% was behind that. I, that was my cherry on top of the whole thing. That, that's I love that one, too. <clears throat> yeah, you. that was a really good segment. You got some good segments. Mark, we're, we're putting in a new segment today in this episode. I know. It's so exciting. We got we got a lot coming today. We're, we're good. We have some listener feedback finally. Thank goodness. Uh, we're going to do some nerd news. If you listen to our show, you know nerd news. Talk about things in pop culture. That's news. And then uh, we've been trying to figure out where to put our rumors segments because we, we tend to see a lot of things on Twitter and Reddit and those kinds of things. So we've made a segment called Little Bits. And we're just going to be doing that a little bit. It'll be fun. I'm thinking for the for the um, uh, bumper for that, Mark, I'm just going to have you send me like 20 takes of that. Oh, thank you. 
I'm honored. And I might just, I literally might use all 20 different ones. Because that, that was my whole idea when I brought up that we should all record it, where it wouldn't just be in succession. They'd be all played at once. Or like, you know, oh, a little, I get what you're a little bit yeah, later yeah. where it's like little and then the next one goes. So it's like just one yeah. succession almost or all the same Yeah, time. like you're thinking all six of us at the same time go, little bit. Little bit. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. We'll see if we can make that happen. I have a friend named Olivia who has requested that we review our top five Harry Styles or One Direction songs. So we're going to do that on behalf of her because we really aren't really doing well with top five lists. If you had a top five list, make sure you send it to us because Mark especially can't come up with anything it feels like these days. And wow. It's just really hard. And wow. So- You're just scared that you don't want to do a top five best kissers of the Infinity Bros. Look, I've already admitted that I'm a hard number one. I'm a hard number one. Yeah, okay. Who are you so hard you for, you number put one? yourself over me. You would put yourself over me on your list. I don't know. You're the one kissers. who's afraid to be kissed, so you must not be good yeah, at it. By you? Yes, it is. Let's head over to our listener feedback segment. Uh, you can check us out on Apple, t- uh, Apple iTunes, Google Music, Spotify. Leave us a review. We prefer the Apple reviews, though. I'll be honest with you. That's the best type of review to give. Um, it's another five star. And Mark, you got a shout out in this one. Yeah, I saw that. It's from C Culver591. Thank you, C Culver591. Uh, this happened on July 15th, and that was around when I started going out of town. So I apologize for missing this on the last episode and plugging it in there. But uh, he says, or she, love it. Who's the greatest Infinity Bro? And why is it Mark? Jarrett, comment. He's definitely top five for me, uh, other than myself. You know, if I were to count the five Infinity Bros that I appreciate the most, he's up there for sure. Is he number one? Um, I'll leave that for you, the fans, to decide. Is Zane in your top five? Yes, because he's like he's like that uncle that you don't get to see much, and so when he comes around, even though you know he's kind of a weird guy, um, you're just excited to see him, and you're like, hey, how come every time he shows up, it's in a semi truck? But you don't question <laughs> it, right? He's that uncle. And so I appreciate him. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Mark, uh, obviously you must be feeling very smitten of this review. Thoughts? Um, yeah. I mean, this is the first time I feel like it's where I get name dropped. It's not someone who I knew did it because they messaged me like soon after they wrote a review. So it's actually kind of nice that it's someone I don't know, or at least someone decided not to feel the need to tell me. Yeah, I, I really hate this review. <laughs> I know you do. I saw that, and I was like, oh, I you probably broke your third iPad of the day. I have to go buy a new one. Are you implying that I like have three separate iPads? I, I am implying that you break iPads all the time and just go out and buy new ones all the time. That's what I'm implying. I've never broken any of my iPads. Okay. Ever. I have one iPad. Mm-hmm. It's an iPad Pro, but I have not broken it. Okay. I really like my iPad Pro. Thanks, C. Culver. That was a terrible review. You can leave those at Apple. Apple, uh, they're uh, up to five stars. If it's under three stars, we're going to read it, but we will berate you. So make sure it's four or five. Or if you review Mark, I'm going to just give you a hard time. Really no love lost there. Uh, should we dive into some nerd news? Let's head it up, yeah. Let's do some nerd news here. Uh, let's start with Cinema Blend's uh, update on July 21st. Noah Centennial, the 45... Uh, Noah Centennial, the 20. 20- four-year-old is going to be playing the black adam character adam smasher 
Uh, they said in a rare instance of new information about Black Adam coming to light, the much-anticipated spinoff from the surprise 2019 hit Shazam just got one smashing. <laughs> oh, writers, you You'll love me. it. They, I cannot stand puns with writers in the opening sentence of their articles. I cannot stand it, Jared. It's horrible. Uh, Netflix's, Netflix's go-to heartthrob for rom-coms. Noah Centineo will appear alongside Dwayne Johnson as Adam Smasher. For those that do not uh, are not familiar with Adam Smasher and his powers, check out the link in the show notes of this. We're not really going to go through that. He, he has super strength, speed, durability, obviously atomic stuff, blah, 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 blah. But first, before we review this article, I want to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system. So I'm quickly going to put the bumper for that right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity step. Jarrett, we're going to start with you. What is your uh, rating of this news of Noah Centennial joining the DC Universe as Adam Smasher. I think, you know, I've seen a few of his uh, movies on Netflix. They're not particularly well-written. However, I think he's a very charismatic actor. I think he really uh, captures the scenes that he's in. Um, it'd be nice to see him get out of the Netflix circle. I don't know, has he been anything outside of that? Um, to my knowledge, no. But I, I think this is a good way for him to get his feet wet into something beyond Netflix's series and really see what he can do with, uh, you know, a bigger Hollywood production. So, yeah, I'm all in on this. I'm, I'm all for giving people different opportunities to try something. New. Um, Jared, he was in the new Charlie's Angels movie. So, like, you should go, you should go drive an hour and a half to your closest theater and go watch that when you have the chance. Because that movie was a solid 3.5 out of 6. I will have to call ahead of time and let him know to turn on the power. Um, oh, good. Kind of. Because I am probably the only person in Montana who goes to that movie theater. Um, but <laughs> Are you at the point where you like know their names? Yeah, every single person, um, anywhere, like grocery stores, gas stations, we're all on first name basis. Because uh, in eastern Montana, there's really only 15 people in the entire state. Um, so yeah, you get to know people pretty quick. That makes sense. Mark, um, Noah Centennial? Oh uh, yeah, I think it's probably a good choice for them, you know. Get someone that isn't such, uh, what would be the good term for that? Like someone that you'd really focus on as like a, you know, co-lead or sidekick where it's like you want your eyes focused still on Dwayne Johnson on kind of like a, to the masses and unknown property. So getting someone that's, you know, been in a bunch of movies or been in enough movies to be serviceable and then young enough where it's like, you know, you can continue to bring them back and all it does. I'd probably give it a, you know, five out of six casting. Bring in, bring in some of the teen heartthrobs. It's funny you say that because I'm so bored of this news. Like, I didn't care about Adam Smasher in this. Um, I just want a Black Adam movie. Yeah. The Black Adam movie to me is like New Mutants, which we're going to talk about later, the last trailer. We got another flipping trailer for New Mutants. And I'm kind of bummed that I actually started out with this story, to be honest. This just is such a boring story to me. It, it's kind of the biggest news I think for DC outside of maybe the Snyder stuff we're going to talk about, but I really think this is just like nothing. This is a three out of six to me. I, I, I he's he's a young up and coming actor, sure, but he's not. Is he charismatic? Yeah, but 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 do we need Adam Smasher to be charismatic? I mean, I don't know. I 
Am I, am I, is, this a, is this a quintessential character from the DC universe to you guys? I don't even know who this is. So I probably know it could be like a Mandarin casting too. Who knows? Yeah, kind of a red herring. This 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 article is so boring. There, there's other DC news we can talk about. I just I I just think the Black Adam movie. It's like show me you're making it instead of talking about making it. We've heard it for years. Just go do it. I, I don't know. This is good news for Noah, um, but this is kind of meh news for DC fans. Heading over to Deadline. Here we go. The much anticipated Zack Snyder cut of Justice League won't make an appearance. On streaming HBO Max until next year, but the superhero team-up flicks original director today teased out a taste of what has come. A small taste. And it was, and you can see in the show notes, click the link there. I'll, I'll put a little Snyder Cut Justice League button there. You can see Superman in his black suit. Also, uh, later in the article, you can read that Snyder has officially confirmed that he will only be using his clips. He will not be using any of Joss Whedon's clips or any of the other directors or people who were behind the, the camera aside from him in this movie. What is your rating, bleh, rating and response to this news? We've seen enough of what everybody else has done, and uh, they've been caging Zack Snyder's cut for so long that I'm just ready for, for literally anything. Um, the fact that it's specifically just his stuff is beneficial to us because it means that we are getting all new content. Um, the suit looks fantastic, and I think, obviously, as comic book fans, we know kind of the, the meaning behind this, but yeah, I'm, I'm all in. I, I wish it would come sooner, I think, especially now that we're still stuck at home, at least to a certain degree. Um, it would be nice for them to stop trickle-feeding us stuff and just give us something good to sink our teeth into. Um, it seems like uh, Birds of Prey really didn't do that for a lot of people. It did for some. But I think DC needs to come out and just really give us something big right now. Um, that being said, if it if it takes waiting to get this, I'm I'm willing to wait. I give this news a five out of six. You mentioned Birds of Prey. Mark loved that movie. I did not. Um, Mark, there's the quote later in the article from Snyder says, "I would destroy the movie before I use a single frame that I did not photogra- photograph." That is an effing hard fact. I'd blow the effing thing up. Mark, you and I have been screaming for joy over this Snyder news. What do you think of the black suit? What's your rating of that? And then what's your rating of this news? Six, six is across the board. Um, I know. I think he, it was teased in the script before that, like, oh, he might be in the black suit because you know people saw him, you know, on set in the suit. I'm wondering, like, did he also have the mustache at the same time he was wearing the suit? So, like, do they also digitize the mustache out, or do like as like a little, you know? Easter egg check mark be like we'll leave the mustache in like he comes out in the black suit with a mustache I would love if they left the mustache in that would be six out of six I think people would actually be fine with that like especially the people that have been harping and really wanting this Snyder cut um they go on Snyder talking about Josh Whedon's whole you know doesn't want a clip apparently he never watched the you know the finished product of Justice League Snyder didn't yeah apparently he's never seen that which I mean, I get it. Like, if you were kind of... I know, like, at the time, like, his daughter, I think, died or committed suicide. Either way, committed suicide or died. Committed suicide, yep. I was listening to another podcast where they're talking about, like, was he... Did he want to leave or was he kind of forced out at that time? Because at, at the same time, because this podcast is talking about how Warner Brothers wanted him to change a bunch of stuff. So it was kind of like a perfect storm for them to get him to, you know, like, hey, you have to go focus on your life and family and then secretly they're able to bring someone in and have, you know, the higher-ups vision of this movie 
be done the way that they wanted it. I don't think we're ever going to know that answer, Mark. Yeah, I don't think either. Like, I, I, I think this is, this is truly a case of he said, she said. If I had to bet on it, I would say that the studio stepped in because Warner Brothers has a history of this with other filmmakers. Ayers has said that. I mean... I think I I know that you guys that's a lot of Infinity Bros on this show really liked Birds of Prey, but I felt like there was clunky storytelling in that as well, and I just think I just think right now DC needs to give it to somebody or a committee of four to seven people to really efficiently run it, and I felt like they had that in Snyder, which which to me was like why not let him finish it i think that's what makes this story so exciting from my perspective is it is one voice and the fact that they're giving him you know what was it 20 to 40 million dollars to finish this and like a majority of the actors in this movie are coming back to do reshoots like obviously it wasn't just snyder and the fans i think that they needed to redo this it's other people who support him and also a little tidbit news you, you know the infinity bros universe can correct me or not but I was reading that in Snyder's original draft of this, Batman dies at the end of, the, of part one of the Justice League. Like, that's kind of like the the hook at the end, and, like, then Darkseid shows up. So it's like we're supposed to go into part two with the dead Batman and Darkseid coming. So then what would have been the play? Would they have tried to resurrect him, too? Well, he could be maybe going into, I think it's Rock of Ages, where he, like, infiltrates secretly into um, Darkseid's lair and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know if I would have liked that. Yeah, it might have been a little too far for the common folk, but I, I don't mind killing Batman. I just don't mind. I just don't like the end that with that because I don't know how you, how are you gonna make a master plan without Batman. I don't know. I guess Wonder Woman could have done it, right? Yeah, I, I think she's smart enough that in, in this universe, especially, they have built her to be this very intelligent battle war strategic woman right i think she could have done it i mean she is from an island full of warriors so i would assume she's yeah. one of the top in that field yeah flash couldn't have for sure but he definitely could have written mustaches on dark side's face with a marker um <laughs> that was the best part of justice league by the yeah, way yeah absolutely by a mile six out of six that scene every time I cracked I cracked up watching that a couple of weeks ago when I watched Justice League again just for the show for an episode Mark and I were doing. And I, I still I still bust a gut every time. Speaking of the Flash, uh, Ezra Miller's Flashpoint is going to be missing a key Flashpoint storyline. This is news from Heroic Hollywood, Mark. Uh, it was announced that Ezra Miller's Flash movie would be loosely based on the Flashpoint storyline, leaving fans to wonder exactly what that would mean for the Scarlet Speedster. It was revealed that a major detail from Flashpoint would be altered for the movie. A version. major detail, like the whole freaking plot. Yeah, for real. Before we even get into this, it's a zero out of six for me. It's fan fantastic rating. Well, hold on. Let me just finish the. <laughs> let me finish this up, Mark. Hold on. Then it was revealed that a major detail from Flashpoint would be altered for the movie version as Jeffrey. What is up with me tonight? Ugh. As sorry, buddy. Shake it off, Jeffrey. <laughs> I'm just envisioning the dean touching my chest right now as he says this. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Thomas Wayne won't be featured in it. Instead, The Flash will include Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne with the actor reprising his role as Batman for the first time since 92. And in the Flashpoint comic arc, Thomas Wayne becomes the Batman after Bruce Wayne is the one who dies in a crime alley. Uh, the article would then go on to say that the Themyscira and Atlantean War would not occur. That would not be a major piece of the puzzle 
Mark, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts of this news? I'm zero out of zero, zero out of sixing the the Mascara Atlantean battle because that's like, then what's like the major fight that's going on that like, like I just don't get the like what what story can you tell? Why are you calling it Flashpoint then? Just because you went back and I do you think know. it has to be an apocalyptic scenario? Yeah, because that's the whole point of him, like the whole strive for him to go. I don't know, man. Just hearing that just made me upset. What if if he goes back in time, or what if he changes it, and he comes back and Darkseid's the one that's doing it? Okay, this is what I'm thinking. If you're going to use Michael Keaton Batman, and is he going to be, like, the Thomas Wayne role of that? Where it's like he's playing Batman, but he's Thomas Wayne? Is that what I got out of that? No, he needs to play Bruce Wayne. So, like, are we going back, like, in in his time, he's in, like, Schumacher Gotham? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like, just outlandish sets, and, like, that's the world he like lives in. We already in. know where I'm going to think about that. If, if that's the direction we go, we already know what my review is. Because if that's, if that's like, the player they're doing on that, then I'm all in, I guess. But Yeah, you and Robbie are going to, like, do a whole bonus podcast about that and talk about how great Uma Thurman is when she comes back. I don't know how you can call it a Flashpoint and not do, like, the battle between the Mascara and Atlantis as, like, your the main plot point. Where, like, because they talked about there's no supervillains in this movie. Isn't that another article that was talked about this? So, like, if you're not having a supervillain... I have not seen that article, um, but I'll take your word for it. Infinity Bros. Universe, if you see a correction, tweet at us, please. Because that's what I thought. It's like, okay, yeah, of course there'd be no supervillain, per se, because you're having Wonder Woman versus Aquaman and the rest of the superheroes, and, you know, the presumable supervillains are actually on the good side, trying to save the Earth and the humans against these two... You know, different the, you know, people battling. So I don't know, Jared. What about you, man? Well, we're all gonna still go watch this, but I think <laughs> they're missing a lot of key points here that make Flashpoint what it is, and that's the biggest one because he has to have, you know, what in his shoes, right? If I were to lose a loved one, I would want to go back and change that if I could, right? The reason that he decides to undo what he does. <clears throat> is because of this apocalyptic event, right? Something has to happen to incite that change in him. And if it's not the war, what is it? It's got to be something big. And I think that's the only thing in my mind that could be big enough. And why deviate from that if you already have these amazing actors and actresses who are doing these roles, right? I would want to see a Gal Gadot versus Jason Momoa. I think that would be fantastic. Um, So it seems like a weird choice to make unless they couldn't get him for that movie. I don't know. It's just bizarre to me. Um, I give this, but even on that a, fact, a you could you could al- you could alter their characters. You could be like, oh well, this no Wonder Woman isn't played by Gal Gadot, and this Aquaman's not played by Jason yeah. Momoa, because that's the whole point of the flashpoints. Like, not everyone's just who they are. Who they're, yeah, exactly, or who they look like. So, like, you literally could, you know, make them whoever you want, and then when he goes back, you know, at the end of the, you know, at the end of Flashpoint, he's corrected everything, and everyone's back the way he remembers it initially. Cause, cause that's how Flashpoint starts out, is right. All of them. Uh, well, who's who's the villain in the beginning of that? That's trying to blow them all up. Bezoom. Yeah. Bezoom. And where he initially, you know, destroy his bomb, you know, go super fast, and then thought he solved it all, but then Zoom's the one who kind of corrected everything. It's interesting. You guys are like really against this because I don't think this is that big of a deal. With a caveat that there has to be an apocalyptic event. And I think you both agree with that, but you just have a hard time wrapping your head around what that could be. That's going to create so many stakes that our um, audience members 
are going to connect to. So I, I can No, like, my big quarrel is that if you're going to call it Flashpoint, stay true to the actual story, not change up the major point of it. Where you know you have where you have where you have villains being good guys. Yeah, but in Infinity War and Ultron, we 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 altered those stories. Age of Ultron, you Ultron mean was weekend kind of Ultron? whatever. Age of Ultron was whatever. I think that's kind of a four or three out of six long term. But in Infinity War in particular, there's a lot of key things that are missing. Like, I mean, Adam Warlock is a massive piece of that puzzle, and he's nowhere in those movies. I, I think. Having said that, yeah, you're you're taking out one character, but is the main plot the same? Like, is Thanos not the one who gets all the the stones and does. The I think snap. it is, but but there are key pieces to it. Like you're talking about taking death out of it. You're talking about taking Adam Warlock out of it. I, I think that's kind of the argument I would make about this story. Is as long as there's an apocalyptic war or thing going on, that, or maybe you introduce, you know, a a, a hero or villain that's going to destroy the world, and if it's going to happen no matter what. That's where I see whoever said you bring in Dark Side, where like that would be an ap- apocalyptic event where you know the bad guys probably would team up with the good guys because you have this overlord that's trying to destroy the whole earth i think i think you guys are missing something too that's kind of key here which is like part of the message of flashpoint paradox is that he's in in a way sort of some of the glue that holds the justice league together right like his changing of the past isn't just changing these minor things it's also changing the whole uh power balance of the justice league you know there's the famous um episode of uh justice league unlimited where batman says like i i never counted on you like i can't plan anything that flash does and that's how he saves everybody is because he's so unpredictable and and i think that's kind of something that i would like to see brought into this flashpoint paradox where it's like no barry you you can't push your selfish needs over the needs of the world and not only is it like this apocalyptic event that's causing the world to fall apart but it's your friends that are doing it and you could have stopped it but you didn't because you were selfish I think that's the impetus of change that we need to see here. And taking that out just feels so bizarre to me. I can understand that point, And I think that's like, that is a key piece of the puzzle. But Themyscira and Atlanta, Atlantis fighting. <laughs> Themyscira and Atlanta, yes. That, that doesn't have to happen to prove that is what I'm trying to sure. say. So for me, I'm cautiously like, okay, maybe DC has another plan. Um, while yes, those two worlds have been built up, there are movies dedicated to that that fans have spent time in. They've dedicated resources to those characters. Uh, both those movies have made a billion dollars. I I would agree that probably the wise move would be to go with that route. But I think you can do it in different ways. I'm cautiously optimistic, and it's kind of like what Robbie said a couple episodes ago. We all know that Flashpoint to DC... <clears throat> We all know that Flashpoint to DC is going to be this event that's going to change everything and make the DC universe right. And I just want to see what they choose to do with that. All I really care about this movie is what you do with Michael Keaton and how you end it. Period. Yeah, that's fair. Because the universe that universe depends on it. I think they have to show us through this that they have a plan. And maybe that's good that they're telling us now. Sure. So then, you know, we don't go in there expecting, you know. A good movie. Yeah, especially the, the nerds. Do you, that well, what this. do you want? Do you want everything to be a carbon copy? Do you yes. want a female Joker? Yes. <laughs> you don't understand I'm just, my I'm power. just double yes. checking. Yes. I want, but I think I that's a dangerous precedence to set with comic books, Mark. Movie and do that exactly with live action people. There are people who actually believe that, is what I'm saying. And that's not how cinema works. Like, at the end of the day, I'm all for this movie. I'm not, I don't think there's, 
I'm not gonna. Well, maybe I should say not a thing, but it's gonna be pretty hard for them to make me not go see this movie. So yeah, I, I agree. Just give me it and let me have it. Just like the Black Adam, go filming. Stop talking to me. Talking to me about the story. For, yeah, get, let's get yeah, some production set up. Stop talking about Black Adam, The Rock. Just go film it. Yeah, man. You, you filmed. You filmed Fast Five, Fast Six, Fast Seven, and you did Hobbs and Shaw. And two Jumanji's. About Black Adam. And two Jumanji's. Just go make it. Just go make the freaking movie. Oh my gosh. Um, I wouldn't say that to his face though. I'm scared to death of him. Uh. Yeah, I would never say that to his face. Just on my you podcast. don't want to smell what the rock computer. is cooking behind a computer screen. Let's go to the new mutants final trailer, the movie that we swear that Disney swears is real. Did they say it was the final trailer? <laughs> I'm calling it that optimistically. Three years later, <laughs> <laughs> this is the final trailer, guys. Um, I promise. Oh man, you could check this out in the show notes. They actually have the opening scene of the movie, which I have not watched. And I'm not going to review that. I'm just going to review the ending part, the the trailer part. Um, you guys can review that if you'd like. I'm just kind of saving to wait for to watch it on Disney Plus if it ever comes out. Um, what's more likely to come out first, Black Adam or New Mutants? Oh my gosh, I don't even want to think about it. They haven't filmed Black Adam yet. There's been no filming of it. New Mutants has that. They filmed it three years ago. They did. It was well it was staged to be released. What in 2018? Right, that was the original. It's supposed to be released at like, so, the beginning. Looking of at my watch, which doesn't exist either, um, I'd say Black Adam will probably come out first. The reality is, is your watch is more real to the Infinity Bros universe than Black Adam. That's fair. Like, like what do you think of this trailer, Jared? It continues to excite me. I just want to watch it already. Right, like these. I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I followed all of the X Men and all the spinoffs from Chris Claremont taking over from Jim Byrne all the way till. Shoot, probably end of Messiah Complex, AVX, right? Like, I've read way too many X-Men, New Mutants, all this, right? I love these characters. I think if done well, this movie could absolutely do tons for the the mutants in the MCU. I just want to see it already, right? Like, it looks great. There's nothing to complain about in this trailer for me. Just that it's another trailer and not the actual stinking movie. Um, trailer is six out of six. The fact that we're getting another trailer instead of the movie, zero out of six. Why? Why do they keep holding on to this? Like, I thought Disney would just get it out there. Oh, well, this is what I've heard, you know, or read at the same time, is they're contractually obligated to theatrical release this movie. And that's why they're holding on to it instead of just putting it on Disney+. Plus. They're bl- like, I don't know who signs that contract, but like... At a certain point, you got to say like, oh, no, we have to fix this because they're bleeding money. Because maybe maybe the actors in this movie get like a back end of movie profits, which I mean, I feel like even if it was able, if they released it in March, wouldn't be exactly what they're looking for. But sure. I mean, they're at a point where it's, you know, like they're teasing more trailers isn't hyping up the movie. It's just like at this point, the people that want to see it are your loyal fans of X-Men. So new trailers does nothing for anyone who wasn't already just going to see it. So I, th- I think that's why they're they're in this um, hell for them is because they <laughs> contractually are obligated to put this in theaters. It doesn't look like they're... F- and it looks like they're fighting Slenderman, right? Doesn't it look, doesn't it look like they're fighting Slenderman? Like a multiples of Slenderman? Yes! Yes. Initially, I thought it was aliens. I was like, that can't be it. And then I was like, oh, they look like 
Slenderman. And I'm like, I want, I'm all in on this. I, they have to find a way to keep the actress that's playing magic in the MCU. She looks just like that character. Spitting image. How she fights. How how she's just like leading the charge, it feels like. I, I, I don't even have to see this movie to know that she should play magic long term. To get a little off topic with if this movie does well with, you know, certain crowd of people or Kevin Feige's like, I actually like these characters. Do you think, do you think? Nope. Hang on. Mm-mm. Just listen. Go for it. But I'm, I do know Do you what think I'm Kevin Feige does the whole route with the X-Men where Professor X was like manipulating everyone to like, you know, have them not see the mutants and then, you know, he. No. You don't think he does that? I think WandaVision is going to make the X-Men. Gotcha. I, I think that's, I think they're going to put all their eggs in that basket and make people go, you have to go watch Disney plus. I, I just, the, or they're going to reverse no mutants. It they're going to, she's going to go mutants. I need mutants. Cause she's going to think she has kids and then. And pulls them from like the multiverse. Cause that's what, isn't that what the madness of the multiverse? It's either multi, it's either multiverse or she makes it. That's kind of how I look at it. You know, something to the effect of M day, right? Where like, she is somehow the inception of it or at least the reintroducing, you know, maybe she was hiding it all along or, or whatever the case may be. Well, and they've spent years talking about, She's the most powerful. Like every interview about Scarlet Witch is just like, you know, she's really doggone powerful. Like she could probably beat up Captain Marvel. And it's like, it's the same concept here. Just show us then. Show us. Come on. So I, I think that's what that series will do. I'm just in a curmudgeon attitude today, Jarrett. I get it, man. You're our Scrooge. I'm not I love taking it, DC's, I'm taking Disney's garbage anymore. Speaking of Disney. Speaking of Disney. Eight, eight beers in. Screw, screw Disney Max <laughs> Screw you, Mickey Mouse. Oh, I love it. Except for Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, Except right. for Kingdom Hearts. That is a wonderful series. Um, give me more. Haley Steinfeld is going to be in Hawkeye as Kate Bishop. Uh, Mark, we, we really don't really care what you think about this. Jarrett, what do you think about this? This has been... Okay, so if you've been following along with the news, this has been a really bizarre will-they-won't-they because they announced that she was, you know, in talks of this. And they said, absolutely not. She's definitely not going to be Hawkeye. And then, you know, it is either yesterday or today we got the news that, yes, for sure, she is going to be Hawkeye. Um, I love this. I think this is great casting. Uh, I saw... What was that first movie? Pitch Perfect 2, I think, was the first time I saw her. And that movie is hot garbage. That being said, um, she's really shown her acting chops since then. <laughs> yeah, man. Hot garbage. Gar- that movie is a zero out of six. Time out, time out, time out, time out. The people want to know, Mark, what is your rating of Pitch Perfect 2? Yeah, it's a serviceable movie. It's 4.5 out of six. Oh, my God. You give that a higher one than Goofy movie? Yeah, Goofy movie was hot trash. Get oh out of my, my face. God. And the Schumacher movies. What's wrong with you? I know he died, God rest his soul, but come on. <laughs> this is great casting. Um, obviously, you guys know I'm a big fan of Kate Bishop. I think she can really do the part well. I am excited to see what they do with this. I, I think it has to be set in the five years uh, between when the snap happened and when everybody was brought back and kind of serving with uh, Ronan being lost and her sort of being his rudder, right? And I think the comics really do that justice where – uh, she is his kind of moral compass in his center where his life is falling apart at the seams and she helps him kind of bring it back together. Uh, I think Haley Steinfeld aside, um, why am I blanking? Jeremy Renner is great casting. I'm just excited to see what this does. We've seen her in. I want that. 
Yeah, Jared, if they do it, I want it in that five years. It like, has between, to be. Between snaps. Like, that's I want more into that world of, like, half the population being gone and dealing with all that. I'm not watching uh, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now, but I'm, I, I kind of get these, like, updates on it on YouTube just because sure. it knows I like Marvel stuff. And I know this season they've been going through, like, different times. Like, they've been time traveling. Like, so yep. they went to Agent Carter's area, got Sousa and that. Oh, wow. And I've heard the theory that what they're going to do at the end is end in that five-year segment and give just kind of a glimpse of that. I, I really hope Marvel takes that leap and does it. I, I think there's so much story they can Let's tell. Let's play in this world, too, because, like, this is – from what we've seen, this is going to be loosely based off of the Matt Fraction, David Aja run, which is just – just his life falling apart and Kate helping him piece the put it back together piece by piece, right? And I think there's no better way to do that right now with the world that they've built other than what does his life look like without his family that's been his the, – the whole reason why he gets up every morning was his family. He talks about how they are important to him. Um, it's really a big plot point in all the different Avengers runs. And I think that place to – that space to play in not just for clint barton but for the whole world what does this look like i think that's an amazing opportunity to tell some stories i completely agree uh, but i also trust kevin feige yeah. so if kevin feige wants to go no we're not gonna do that five years i go okay yeah i trust you it would suck but yeah same no i but i i would lean your way preferably is what i'm saying it's the opposite of dc whatever kevin feige puts out there will be good probably so Mark, any last-second comments? I know I hurt your feelings saying Jared's more important about this one. No, you said my comments didn't matter, which I'm not yes. I'm not offended. Well, yeah, that would imply know, that Jared's I know comments whole, are more significant well, and valuable. Yeah, if this is, like, Jared, lo- I know, because I'm friends with Jared, that he loves Ronan and this whole storyline. So, like, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing this. I want more Marvel stuff. Give me more Marvel stuff. I and People might think I love D- DC. I'm not solely a DC guy. Like, I want everything. I want all the content stuffed down my throat, so... Yeah, Infinity Bros fans, Mark is a renaissance man. I don't know if you know that. I want a DBZ Marvel DC crossover and even some Hero Academia. Honest, on, give it, give honestly, it if, if, I'm get, if I'm getting what you're talking right now, I'm all in on that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Dude. I'm all in on and that as well. Give me some Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah. Give me the <laughs> <Go> Gremlins. <on>. Yes. <laughs> all the Disney characters. The Power Rangers. Go full Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Like a Kingdom Hearts version of, but using my the characters I just said. If you gave me a Kingdom Hearts Power Rangers MCU movie, I would die. I would pass away. Oh my lanta! And then I would be the one watching over. it because Max died. I'd be like, ah, silly Max died of this news. <laughs> Max passed away, and it, and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Got him so good. All right, let's head over to little bits. Little bits. Uh I like how we just all snapped into it. You just you just said it, and we just all, all, all went to yeah, the mic. All three of us did it. Yeah, that's <laughs> we don't need to put a bumper there. The bumper just made itself. Um, Taika Waititi. This this comes from uh, Collider. Taika Waititi uh, does have a film date confirmed. Okay, I'm just trying to find him. Trying to. I, wait, what? Where is it? For Love and Thunder, isn't it? Is that where you're going with confirmed? There we go. Beginning of two twenty. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so the first update comes courtesy of Natalie Portman, who casually revealed that Thor 4, which is Thor um, Love and Thunder, will be released at in the beginning of 2021, so probably around that January-February time frame. She also shared the update chatting with Serena Williams on her Instagram live chat. They've already been – they've already filmed it? Did I, did I miss this? They, they are filming in 2021. Oh, gotcha. I thought you said released. 
I apologize. The filming will begin in 2020. Okay, my bad. They're going to shoot in Australia at the beginning of next year is what she said. Um, and then Watiti opened up saying, I think it's really good. I've been writing the script on and off for a year. Actually, this week, another passed on it. And then he went on to say, basically, this is probably the end of the script. Uh, feels really good about it. He says, it's so insane and very romantic. Expanding on the romance note, explaining, I want to make something that I've never done or never cared for. I would like to attack something like that. Uh, Jarrett, obviously, you are a big Watiti fan. And Mark, you are also a big Watiti fan. Uh, Jared, I'll start with you. What is your thoughts on these little bits? Yeah, I think this is great news for us because he's been able to show us that he can do very serious uh, scripts and very comedic scripts, and all of his live somewhere in between. But to add a flavor of romance into that is really cool as well. I think anything Taika touches turns into gold. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really ready to see what he has in store for this. I think I've been on a, a big Taika Waititi binge lately, and um, he continues to impress. I think it's not what people expect, which is uh, really cool to see because I don't want this to be a genre that grows stale. And so having somebody like him continually mix things up uh, and the fact that it seems like a lot of the actors and the other writers are on board with his direction, I think that's really showing some promise here. Well, and he's also done The Mandalorian too, right? So like he's very invested in that franchise, which obviously had an amazing first season. Isn't he also given has been given a trilogy for star wars yeah so yeah so like he oh he's a genius right now he's he's this he's this generation's james gunn right yeah just for lack of a better i guess as they're like the same age but sure sure (laughs) they are but i'm saying like in terms of eras of mcu yeah yeah yeah. he's this era's james gunn Mm -hmm. and i i think i think what td really has that obviously mark you love jojo rabbit what are your thoughts on this oh i love it um, which uh, this makes me think where he, you know, when he started talking about like Love and Thunder is to be more of like a romance movie for Thor. Uh, I know after Dark Dark World, Kevin Smith talked about how what they should do with Chris Hemsworth is like just start doing different genre films with Thor to like spice things up. And like, you know, Ragnarok felt very different from the first two. And I'm wondering if they're actually truly going to do that or like we're going to get a romance movie and maybe a fifth one's going to be a noir. I don't know, maybe like an. Yeah, some, just something crazy where you just start doing different genres or like a thriller or horror or just something like that. Like, I think you totally could with the Thor character do a bunch of stuff. And maybe Taika Waititi is the type of guy that's like, I'm willing to attack any of those genres, so like, give it to me. And then you don't, then the product doesn't go stale because you always are doing something different with the, you know, the... I, the I wonder if people. Thor's going to die in this. I, I really wonder if they're going to try to kill him in this. Well, and is he's going to be Natalie in Guardians of the Gal- Galaxy, so I don't know how you could kill him in this movie and then do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That's a good point. I think there's a there's a dynamic that exists between Chris Hemsworth and Taika where um I if you watch old interviews, he gets really sick really fast of playing this like serious version of Thor. Um and I think Ragnarok really shook that up quite a bit. Obviously, uh Dark World was something for sure. But I think the energy that him and Taika have together where they don't take it too seriously, right? It's a, it's a little bit of reverent, very funny, very like off the wall humor. And I think he wants to stick around for that reason, right? Like I think there is this friendship that they've built and I don't see him wanting to give it up anytime soon. Now, what Kevin Feige and the rest of the MCU has in mind, you know, who knows? Well, could they go the original sin route, Jarrett? Could they, could they give up, you know, he just has no access to any of these hammers. Yes. I would love to see that. And it, and they go to Gene Foster and he's like, what the heck? 
How come I can't do that? And maybe that's the journey he takes with with, with the Guardians. Maybe he maybe the the character of Thor does die and he goes to that alter ego of the doctor a little bit. He kind of goes back to a human. Like I wonder if that is maybe a direction they'll go with it and they maybe for lack of a better phrase dumb him down to a human and take away his power, strip every literally everything from him and make him less than Star-Lord who would love nothing more than to be better than him in Guardians of the Galaxy and let them play with that dynamic. Mark, what do you think? I mean, they did that in the first one, right? So, like, why would you do that again? Where they took away his powers. I, I mean, they they did it on Earth, but and they didn't how... do it with Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. They didn't do it with Jane Thost- Foster so, being Thor. But so you're saying this is, like, Love and Thunder will be him losing his powers, and then Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is him, just like a regular dude with the Guardians. Well, and maybe at the pinnacle point of that movie, where they need him the most, he gets them back. I mean, it's Marvel, Kevin Feige-led stuff, so I'm all in. I mean, I don't care what they do. I'm going to go see it. Six out of six, across the board. Little bits. Um, Captain Marvel 2 will be a mini Avengers movie. This is another little bits from MovieWeb. Uh, it's reported it'll be a mini Avengers movie. In addition, it is believed that the highly anticipated sequel will introduce Miss Marvel, a.k.a. Kamala Khan, Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige spoke about introducing Khan to the Marvel Cinematic Universe a few years ago, noting that they had to introduce Carol Danvers first. And at San Diego Comic-Con 2019, he obviously announced that her TV show on Disney Plus was going to come out. What is your rating of this news and thoughts? Mark, we'll start with you. Six out of six. Give me Miss Marvel. See see what they can do. Hopefully Zane will enjoy this better than Captain Marvel. And hopefully this new Captain Marvel movie will not just be a filler to move the plot. Do you think they're going to wait for, like, do you think they have to get Miss Marvel done before Captain Marvel? Or do you think they introduce her in that and then go with her TV show? Like, if if there's no COVID stuff going on, I say you do the movie and then the series. But I'd probably go series first and then movie. You know, get people hyped for it. I know the series is lined up to appear on Disney Plus in the next couple years is what I'm saying. But do you think because of COVID they take a back step and go, you know, let's let's do it Black Panther style? Jarrett, what do you think? Find a way to continue to build up Captain Marvel. Um, I think it's very important to the character of Miss Marvel that, you know, she is somebody who looks up to Captain Marvel as this, you know, heroic figure. And, and just introducing her very briefly in the time that we have had her in the MCU doesn't feel right. So I think you do the movie first and kind of have this you know, maybe this buildup where it's over a period of time and, and the plot kind of takes place a little bit after, you know, all this. And then you introduce Miss Marvel as this fangirl, you know, because I think that does a really good job of showing who her character is, right? That she's this person who doesn't believe she's capable of these things. And yet she has this hero in Captain Marvel who says, no, you can do this in spite of all the pressures or whatever you're dealing with. Um, so I say you go movie first and then the series. Absolutely agree, Jarrett. I think Captain Marvel needs... I'm almost concerned that Captain Marvel is getting a Captain America Civil War treatment in her second movie. Yeah, for sure. The movie that defines Captain America to me is Captain America the Winter Soldier. Period. And we need to see that. She needs that yeah, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. I, I I bought into the first one. I know you disagree and others in the Vinny Bros universe disagree. I bought into the message. I got it. I felt like this is the hero that I want. This is who I want to follow moving forward. But if many people feel that way, they got to go back one more time and, and dig deeper into a character. And then they can pull away from the um, 
the word I'm looking for. You know, just the lack of memory. They, they can pull away from the lack of memory. They can pull away from the fact that she didn't fully understand who she was till the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think they need that. I, I liked Captain Marvel a lot, but I know that other people needed that. I'm ecstatic about Miss Marvel, though. Yeah, absolutely. I am so ecstatic about this character joining the universe. I think it's great for a ton of reasons. Uh, I, I love the idea that it's a Disney Plus character first. I love the idea that this, this to me, I'm getting a vibe that it's like a Disney, Disney Channel show. Sure. Almost. Like it's a serious Disney Channel show that adults can watch and there's great things in there, but kids could hop in and watch with their parents and and they could replay it over and over. There's characters in her class a lot like Spider-Man, but it's a little younger. Um, I, I really, really love this character. I think this character is one of the best things that's happened to Marvel in the last decade. I, I've been saying it, sorry, not to cut you off, but I've been saying it for a while where like we need some of these more younger heroes. And I think Disney plus is the way to do that. You know, get a young Sam Alexander Nova, get a young miles Morales, get miss Marvel, get all these. And, and like you said, make it a Disney channel type series, obviously a little more serious. How young is Miss Marvel supposed to be? How young is she supposed to be? Yeah. High school. I I think you could go late middle school if you want. I would say you said younger than Spider-Man. So that's why I was. I I think it'd be fine to go eighth grade if they wanted. Or freshman, you know. I, I think that'd be fine. I think it'd be refreshing. You could stick with that vibe. And I also don't... Th- I think Marvel has had this plan for a long time, Jarrett. Because if you watch what the Marvel cartoons have been doing the last five years... Yeah. They've been p- tying pretty heavily with what's going on in, in the movie universe. And who's been present in those things? Nova has. Luke Cage has. Miss Marvel has. Um, Spider-Man's been leading them. Nick, uh, Nick Cage has been, Nick Cage, sorry. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Isaac just like jumped out of his chair somewhere. Isaac's listening to this right now. Gotta you find know. the direct Nick Fury. of independence. Nick... <laughs> where, where, where does Miss Marvel, like, uh, where is she supposed to be based out of? Like New York? Or... New Jersey. New Jersey. Her whole thing oh, is that she's from Jersey. Um, there's a cultural aspect to it as well that I think they definitely need to play into, especially in the light of you know, the political scene that we're in right now. I think this is coming out at a good time. I agree. I, I think it's, but you're right, Mark. It, it will all be predicated on COVID. Man, you just made me think of that politically, Jared. Uh, some red America will not appreciate <laughs> I know. this character then. Yeah, whatever. The numbers say they'll still go. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. Moving on. They'll still go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Six out of um, six. We're going to skip over the Illuminati storyline. We'll, we'll push that to next week's oh, episode. We'll talk tease. about that. Uh, I know. I want. I, we have a lot to get to, but we got a long, lot more to get to in the show. Uh, I want to end on a serious little bit. So uh, the Daredevil, uh, Daredevil actor accuses Marvel's Jeff Loeb of purposely minimizing the Asian characters in the series. Uh, this comes from IGN. During an online discussion this weekend set up by the Save Daredevil campaign, Peter Shinkoda who played a hand leader, Nobu, on Daredevil's first two seasons of Netflix, said that the much much of his character's story and development was sidelined because the then-Marvel TV show Jeff Loeb thought nobody cared about Chinese people in Asian America. You, you can keep reading this article and learn a little more. I think it, that, that paragraph pretty much sums up everything. What are your thoughts on this? We're not going to rate this news, uh, but what is your reaction to this news? Obviously, it is a rumor. It is just a he said, he said kind of thing. But, Mark, I want to start with you. What is your reaction I mean, to this a little bit? pretty obvious with the whole handling of Iron Fist? That whatever Charlie Cox might be saying has some validity to it? 
This isn't Charlie Cox saying this. This is Peter Shinkoda. You said it was... I thought you said the... So the, the actor said this, not actual Daredevil. The actor Peter Shinkoda, who played Nobu, said this. Oh, gotcha. Well, in an interview. I'm still standing by my statements. That's fine. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that people listening knew that. Okay. Thank you. No, I... I think it's kind of obvious when, you know, Marvel and the Netflix series could have definitely gone a different route, not, you know gone with who they did with iron fist and i don't know it's i think a lot's coming out in recent years and people are feeling more comfortable talking about it because i think they people are realizing they'll have more support than what they think or had previous previously thought and their job won't be at stake because of their opinion or an experience they had with someone in hollywood I, i wish this was something that we were hearing for the first time that this wasn't really the case of what we continue to see in not just you know, some MCU products, but even Hollywood further out. I think representation matters. And we're starting to realize more and more as a society how much representation has been ignored. Um, Obviously, when you look at the Netflix series for all the different Marvel properties that they've had, there is a sort of stereotypical portrayal of Asians and Asian Americans, and they don't really do good justice to these stories. Um, those are pretty glaring examples there, but even like the whitewashing of the ancient one and some of these other stories, just have people of color write these stories or at least involved in the directive process. And you'll avoid a lot of these pitfalls, right? Have people who actually respect the properties, respect the cultural heritage behind what they're doing. And you can avoid these mistakes from the get go. I don't understand why this is so difficult for people to understand. You know, if you're going to write a story that has these influences, Get somebody who respects and has an investment in those influences. Mark, I don't think that um, Danny Rand was a bad casting. I I think Danny Rand, that was the right actor. I think Finn Jones could do it. I think he showed moments of being really good. I love the Defenders. I will, ironically, pun intended. I'm just saying like they could have went with an Asian actor to play Iron Fist. They didn't need to do that, I don't think. I I I definitely say at the end of the day, Iron Fist was purely just going with what you were saying. Just not the right writers for that show. Yeah, I think Iron Fist needed to really care about its villains. And that is what Daredevil did. And that is what Luke Cage did. And that is what Jessica Jones season one did. Yeah, not season two. And for whatever (laughs) reason, Iron Fist did not do that. I don't know what happened there. I don't know why Jeff Loeb and Ike Perlmutter and, and those guys who were kind of running that show out there we're thinking because I loved the defenders. I thought it was a great, I really thought that season was really good. I've watched it a couple times. I still give it a five out of six. I think it's a really good season. And I think Danny Rand, how he was naive and rich. I, I loved that aspect, but Jared, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think there is a strong lack of representation in the inception of the ideas, not in the execution and the people on the screen. All the villains were people of color in Asian, or in Luke Cage, they were people of color. But there were many pitfalls in regards to how they were telling these stories. And I'm very interested to see how Marvel uses Shang-Chi. Um, and could that kind of rebirth the next Iron Fist, right? Because <laughs> it looks like they're just going... It looks like Kevin Feige they're cleaning the is site. thumbing his nose a yeah, little yeah. bit at those guys, right? Like He clearly had issues with those guys. I mean, there's lots of articles where it talks about him and Paul Murder were like at odds. And if you read um, Bob Iger's book, you you read about how Kevin Feige was almost done sure. because of that. 
and Iger made the very wise choice to to kind of mix it up and get rid of people and change some roles. And I think Iron Fist really is a great character, and people need to to people need to see that. But also, the Hand is a mighty villain in the Marvel world, um, and it has not gotten, in my opinion, its its justice, which shocks me because the other three series did an absolutely tremendous job with their respective villains, I felt. Um, and for whatever reason, that one just didn't work. What do you think, Jared? It's hard because there's a lot of things from these TV series that I would keep, but I do think that they committed a lot of uh, egregious issues that we can't really get over. I, I do say, like, let's let's look forward to a better future with Shang-Chi. I think that, obviously, if you follow any of the actors on Twitter, they're all outspoken. Uh, Simu is going absolutely ham promoting other uh, Asian American and Asian Canadian actors. And I think that that will be done with more respect than some of the properties that have been handled thus far. That being said, like, obviously it's hard for all of us to see like Charlie Cox go and um, uh, Bernthal and all these other actors who did amazing jobs in the Netflix series. But yeah, I mean, as long as they improve in the future, that's really all we can ask for. Do you think they're done? Like, do you think they're actually done or do you think there's a chance they could come back? Charlie Cox has been, has been like pushing to come back and same with vincent d'onofrio like he like i would love vincent d'onofrio to continue to play kingpin he killed it i think him versus tom holland would be dynamite yeah absolutely gosh stop absolutely dynamite (laughs) i I agree If, if you're if you're kevin feige why not yeah why not why why would you not want to make more money you're right i i don't know especially with the things that have been coming to light more and more about how the Netflix series were handled. I think he would want to distance himself from that. I just, I would hate to see these amazing castings get cut on the, or get stuck on the cutting room floor. Well, I just don't think they're saying anything now because they're just waiting for these contracts to expire with Netflix, with these actors that have. So I think, I mean, I don't know when that is. I, I think point. it's, I think That's it's ended this year. Point, so it's like, you don't want to say anything just in case like Netflix does something or, they go off and do something. You just wait for this stuff to expire. And then you go talk to these people and be like, Hey, we want to bring you guys back because you know, such and such people liked you. That might be the play. Yeah. No, I agree. Let's uh, head over to hot or snot. Hot or snot. (laughs) Hot or snot is where we talk about the things in pop culture that are relevant to us today and the week or preceding weeks. Uh, Sometimes we rate these things. We talked about that at the beginning of the show. Uh, Mark, we will start with you. Uh, Snot. Watch a Doolittle with Robert Downey Jr. Fan fantastic, awful movie. If you have kids 12 and under, they'll probably love it, but don't let them watch it because then they'll love it so much and they'll keep watching it and then you'll hate yourself for letting them watch it. There's my snot. Oh, How do you really feel? I can't believe, like, I, I was watching it with my wife Kelly and even she was like, why are we going to continue to watch this? And I'm thinking, like, I just got to get through it because I don't want it to, I don't want to add it to the my list of Movies I just stopped in the middle of because it to me it wasn't that bad, but still fan fantastic rating after watching the whole thing. And the only plus or good thing I can say about it is whoever designed the dragon in that movie did a good job. There's there's my whatever for Doolittle. It's funny because I feel like you're pretty forgiving with movies in general with for some unbeknownst reason, the exception of the Goofy movie. So to hear you snot it actually makes me realize, like, this movie is probably not good at all. I, yeah. I mean, I'm still up for everyone to go make their own opinion and watch it, but yeah, even though I just said don't watch it, but... 
It had to be really bad for Mark yeah, to say that. Exactly. Like you usually try to come on here to convince me to watch something that's bad. Oh yeah. And then I go watch it and I go, "What'd you do?" And you giggle at me because you're like, "I got you." <laughs> but like you couldn't even like put me through the meat grinder on this one. No, yeah, I'm not gonna go make you watch this. I'm not gonna try to do a fundraiser to have you go watch this. <laughs> I'm not gonna campaign for you to watch this or anybody. I love it. All right. Well, keep going, Mark. AW this past Wednesday hit over a million viewers in a demo in their demographic in like the later hour of the show. So that's a first for them. So, you know, give a round of applause. They're moving on up. They even got uh, in Italy, Italy dropped WWE because of low ratings and replaced them with AEW. So there's the state of wrestling on TV around the world. Um, which I think in any TV show, that's pretty big. If you're replacing, you know, the, the 20 year staple. So, there it is. Um, you guys still there? Yep, we're around. Run away oh, from yeah. your chairs? Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I just was... Yeah. I'll start at the bottom of my list and move up from my hots. Um, I watched... The other week, we watched both the new Jumanjis um, with The Rock. And they are fantastic. I'm, First Jumanji is a 6 out of 6. Yes, I agree. Very good, very rewatchable. Second one, I wouldn't say is a 6 out of 6, maybe a 5 out of 6. But still a very good, funny movie. I, I just love that The Rock basically played Danny DeVito the whole time. So that was very, very fun for me. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would say th- those are both movies that are great family watches. Um, very fun, very enjoyable, rewatchable. So I'll recommend those movies, but not Doolittle. If, you, if I hear that you've watched Doolittle, I'll find you. All right. It's just a shame that Robert Downey Jr. just thinks like he can do anything but Iron Man. It literally just proved that he cannot do anything. He can't do anything but Iron Man. That's it. I don't know about anything. Well, he can do Sherlock Holmes pretty good. Give me another Sherlock Holmes. I, I don't even like those movies that much. Oh. I, I know other That's people, it. but I don't. All right. We're turning off the podcast. It's done. <laughs> yeah, and we're done. All right. We're done. Okay. We're done. Sorry. Um, well, we love a few thousand. Bye. Uh, I just watched uh, the other day um, The Invisible Man with uh, – Who's the main lead in that? Is that Kate Moss, right? Is that her name? Again, that right? I think you mean Kate Middleton. No, uh, it's definitely not Kate Middleton. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, it is. <laughs> no, um, Elizabeth Moss. My bad, not Kate. Moss. I was like Kate Moss is. I'm just yeah, googling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Moss. No, it's Kate, it's Kate Moss. <laughs> it's Kate Elizabeth. Moss. Um, so I went into this movie think like hearing reviews, and I was expecting it just not exceed my expectations and just be maybe a three out of six goofy movie style um and just be like okay it's a decent movie it served you know all the you know checked all the marks for being an okay movie but exceeded those expectations it was very thrilling i felt like the graphics were good it was shot well it had a very good a couple twists in it and had a pretty it had an ending that i didn't really expect um so this is a movie I'd recommend if you haven't seen it already. I know Isaac gave it a 4 out of 6, but, you know, no, no one in there was iconic, so I get why he gives it a 4 out of 6. There was no Keanu Reeves. Yes. Um, all right, and then my I'm going to lump these all together. So I got the Apple TV app, and I've been just mowing through their series. I watched The Morning Show. I've, we finished that. I'm two episodes left of C, and I'm two or three episodes in for All Mankind. End. I, six out of six so far, all these. The wow. Morning Show is probably one of the best TV series I've ever seen. Wow. 
And I know as a group, we give crap to Jennifer Aniston for being like a, oh, she's only good on Friends. She's not even good on Her Friends. acting in the morning, whatever. <laughs> you know where I was going with this. Yeah, she just made a haircut. She's yeah. not even that good on that. The morning show, like she just, it, like she disappears into her character for me. And Steve Carell and everyone else, oh my gosh. Like I, I recommend all the Infinity Bros universe go out, get the app. You can watch, you can get it for free for a week. And you can get through these three shows at least, you know, probably stick for the round for more because there are some documentaries that are on here that are pretty interesting. There's some, they have a few movies out there. I haven't seen any of them yet, but just for these three shows, you probably could knock them out in seven days. Um, but yeah, C's been pretty good. That's, that's been a wild ride. Uh, for all mankind's been, you know, a little more darker. It's obviously that tells the story of like, oh, if the Russians landed on the moon first and how Americans would deal with that. So it's been a, you know. I love stories like that in alternate universe based in historical, you know, in quotes, facts. So yeah, I'm six out of 16, uh, the Apple TV app. So go out and watch them. I'm going to start with my snot as well, Mark. Start with the negative. Uh, I'm going to start with Facebook. Facebook, your, uh, desktop new look sucks. Fan fantastic. Get them. Do you agree? You agree, Jared? No, I have no idea. I don't think I've okay. been on Facebook desktop in forever. Well, I just I just opened it up the other day because I was like looking at something, and I was like, "This is horrible. I absolutely despise this. I'll never like this." I have no opinions one way or another on like your Facebook news. What I'm saying, go get them to is like this this old man Max that you brought to work today is very cool. <laughs> yeah, old man Max. I'm I'm turning into old man Isaac, yeah. right? Like this is. <laughs> This is me being. This is my Isaac impression today. I'm like the kids are are on my lawn again. I love it. The neighbors are too loud. They're up past eight o'clock. How dare they? Um, is Robbie's chair in here? Did I just hear Robbie's chair? Yeah, that's uh, that's Robbie's chair. Definitely not mine. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. Um, no, that's that's the first. I just like fan fantastic that one out of six. Um, and then I'm gonna one out of six. Mike Zimmer's new contract for the Minnesota Vikings. He got a three year extension. Uh, I'm on the record of saying that Mike Zimmer is not as good of a coach as people think. This is, excuse me, let me let me restart that. I am on the record of saying Mike Zimmer is not as good of a coach as everybody thinks, and I would like to see a Kyle Shanahan or a younger coach take the helm. And I think we're wasting primetime years of some of our key players. And I think there's defensive guys who could call the same plays and do the same things that Mike Zimmer is doing. Uh, I think he's a defensive coordinator, not a head coach. Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback uh, in the NFC North. This is me saying that out loud. And I think Kirk Cousins is a uh, top four, top three even, an NFC quarterback as well. Um, I would take him over a lot of other guys. And I think we're burning his primetime years. I'm frustrated. This is me saying that, okay? Mark, any thoughts before I move on? Uh, I just don't think the analytics support that, but you know, whatever. The analytics definitely support that. I share more analytics than you do. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I we just got Paper Mario uh, versus the Origami King. Uh, this is a wonderful game. So Sarah beat Mario Odyssey uh, for the Switch um, and been trying to find a game that's really good for her, something she can play that's low-key, that you know we have a, a under-two-year-old kid, so he can watch this. Uh, I give this a four out of six. I've only gotten a couple hours into it, so I'm not giving it a higher rating just because I'm waiting, but I really enjoyed this game. I really like what they've done with, like, you know, the main characters are paper, and then they fold them up to make them bad guys. I think that's really genius, and it's a Switch game, so there's a good chance it's just really good. Great game, easy to play with with family. 
Um, you get um, Mario Odyssey vibes with the chill vibe, I would say, of Animal Crossing. So uh, really enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's a fun game. I think everybody should check it out. Uh, Rick and Morty versus the Genocider. This was a YouTube anime clip that just was released two days ago. Uh, I give this a six out of six. Did you guys were you guys able to check this out? Yes, my, I did watch that. I thought. You said, what did you think of the end, Mark? I just was so just thrown off with the whole style and it being like very, very anime, and it felt like, um, like was it One Punch Man? That's that's the animation. It felt like to me. And the ending to it, it's like, is this supposed to be tied into the universe that we're watching? Right? Is it even dubbed? Yeah, it's dubbed. No, That's I had awesome. to, like, figure it all out just listening to Chip. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Where it's not matching up. Like that fake dub that they do where the lips don't match up the... Oh, that would have been great. I, I understand what Mark's saying. I love the vibe in it, right? Like, I just yeah. love how it feels anime. But at the same time, the words are very much... Um, Rick and Morty. Yep. <laughs> so I just thought this was, they kind of do this every year where they do just this kind of like spin off of the genre a little bit with anime. Um, and I, I just love it when they do it. I gave it a six out of six. So that was great. If you're a Rick and Morty fan, this is a must watch. Um, just got back from uh, camp for, for young life. I'm a young life staff there. And, uh, I brought my switch cause we only had two guys coming with me and, um, it was maybe going to rain, and so at night we would pop in the Switch, and we used the Nintendo console app that you can play the old school games, and we played Tecmo Bowl all weekend. And six out of six on Tecmo Bowl. I 100% get the hype behind Tecmo Bowl now. I get why people talk about this game so much. Um, I'm coming on the record of saying, too, that everybody talks about Bo Jackson in this game, but Herschel Walker is the best player in this game for the Vikings. Uh, when we played, only the only people who were playing as the Vikings won. We all tried to play with LA to play with Bo, and uh, it just wasn't working out. But a six out of six game, I loved this game. Um, you can play it on the Switch for free. Just go get like the Nintendo console app, and it's wonderful. It's an absolutely wonderful game. Uh, anybody can play it. It's super fun, and if you love football, I think it's a must play. Have you guys played that game, Mark? Have you played that? Not in probably twenty years, dude. It's a it's an absolute blast. Like, my guys are coming back over tomorrow, and we're playing it again. For whatever reason, that was the game that stuck out. We we, we had Smash Bros., we had Mario Party, and we wanted to play Tech Mobile. So, who knew? And then finally, um, I, I an early Stan Lee nominee, if you listen to our podcast, at the end of the year, we do a show called, we do an episode called The Stan Lees, where we give our, you know, awards for the end of the year. And this is, I can already tell you, this will be on my list of Stan Lees for movies, and the overall Stan Lee of the year, Palm Springs uh, on Hulu starring Andy Sandberg. I'm actually going to pull the IMDb up real quick. Uh, did you guys, were you guys able to check out this movie? Yes. Did you, were you able to check this out? I have not seen it yet. Um, I've been waiting to watch it with my wife and we've been digging into some other movies first. But it's on our list. Okay, then, list. I don't, then we're not going to do make this a spoiler review, Mark. We're going to not make this spoiler, okay? But let me go ahead and read the uh, synopsis real quick. It is rated R. It's on Hulu. Uh, When carefree Niles and reluctant maid of honor Sarah have a chance encounter at a Palm Springs wedding, things get complicated as they are unable to escape the venue themselves or each other. Stars Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti, uh, J.K. Simmons, Peter Gallagher, Meredith Hagner, uh, Camila Mendez, Tyler Hoechlin, Chris Pang, Jacqueline Oberdors, June Squibb, and many other people. Mark, real quick, I'd love to hear your rating before I give mine. What was your rating of this movie? Six out of six. I mean... 
you know this. In the Infinity Bros universe, you know this. I recommend going and seeing this movie. Yeah, I would I would echo that. This is one of the highest sixes I can give. Um, right now, it is a lock. Unless something crazy happens in the next five, six months, there's a good chance this is going to be my number one movie of 2020. Uh, I know 2020 doesn't have a ton of movies that are coming out that are great, uh, but I know Onward was really good. I think this is better than Onward, and I loved Onward. I think this is better than Dark Side War. I really liked that movie. Um, this, this is, in my opinion, the best movie of 2020. Andy Samberg and The Lonely Island, they kind of wrote and made this movie. Um, there's a great interview you can catch from Collider where they're talking about um, actually the Never Stop Popping movie. Do you guys remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Six out of six, that movie as well, if you haven't seen that. And uh, they talked about this movie, and they actually, you know, they did the whole thing. And I think a lot of science fiction people are doing this now. It's like they go and meet with physicists and stuff. But um, one of the things they talked about in, in their interview was they said, we really wanted an ending that could honor what everybody signed up for. So if you're coming for this for a rom-com, the ending really assists with that. If you're coming for this for sci-fi, the ending really assists for that. And I think they really checked all those boxes. Um, I really, really love this movie. This is this is one of the best Andy Samberg movies I've ever seen. Cannot rate this any higher. I've, I've had a couple weeks to chew on it. I've watched it twice since. It is just an absolutely hilarious movie. I laughed out loud. I was nervous at the end. I was I was crying at times. J.K. Simmons was dynamite for the few minutes he was on the screen in this movie. Um, he has a really, really touching scene at the end with Andy Samberg's character that I just, as a father, just f- purely enjoyed. I feel like Isaac's gonna cry during this whole movie if he sees it. I got to jump in really quick when you when you were talking about you know not many movies being out for 2020. How are the Academy Awards gonna handle? 2020 in film because to be even nominated for majority of those awards you have to be a review has to be written and i don't don't remember which two major publications it is but that one's easy for hulu and netflix and amazon to get on there but you have to be at least two weeks in theatrical release to be even considered so i just don't think it's going to happen right like it's just probably going to happen you have to change the rules to allow streaming just to be the only thing you just like, or just get rid of the theatrical release rule. I, I certainly don't know. I, I mean, if that's the case, then Hamilton's going to be up there. Even that, that did not do it for me. And I love musicals. Well, I know a lot of people liked King of Staten Island. Does that one get a nod? I mean, I didn't like it, but I know a lot of other people did. Like, does that one get in? Um, I, I'm trying to think through 2020 movies and it's, it's hard. So I think this year is just a wash. Mark. Bad boys three. I just will tell you, if you are looking for a movie that you're like, man, I really want to watch a new thing, and you're into science fiction, watch this movie tonight. This is such a good movie. It is worth paying a subscription for a month to Hulu to watch this movie. Um, I love this movie. Could not be more thrilled with it. If this comes out on DVD or Blu-ray, I'll buy it. I, I'll outright say that right now. That I loved this movie so much. So, uh, Jared, I'll pass it off to you. My only snot that I have for this week is whatever the heck is going on with Ray Park. Um, If you haven't been following the story, there was an Instagram post that was sexual in nature. um, And a lot of, obviously, backlash came out of that. Now, people are unsure if this was a hack or if this was something specific. I know that there's... Revenge, in a sense. Right, exactly. So, if this is truly a hack... Obviously, that's not that news because you're tearing apart Ray Park and, and his family and all this. And uh, 
really portraying somebody to be what they aren't. If it is real, and this is not a hack, holy cow, <laughs> it's not this even worse. Um, yeah, just just bad news all across the board. Obviously, he's been pulled off of a lot of stuff while they're trying to figure this out. Just an absolute mess. Obviously, don't go look up uh, anything unless you accidentally want to see stuff that you don't want to see because a lot of websites are not blocking accidentally, it. Accidentally, like if you're seeking it out, it'd be by accident. Well, let's right. be let's be clear, right? Like when I went to go look up this news story, I did not think that people would put pictures oh, on there. But I see, I see. What you're yeah. Um, so so word of, word to the wise: be very careful looking this up. Um, maybe just go on Twitter and look up Ray Park and, and see some of the stuff that's going right now. Um, we don't know one way or another. I don't think there's been any confirmation that this is a hack or if this is real. But uh, yeah, I give this a zero out of six. This is disgusting behavior. Cannot cannot stress this enough. We hate this. Um, all right, now for my hot. Joe Joe Rabbit. Um, Christian and I watched this movie last night. Holy cow. It is not ex- at all what I expected. And I have been on a major Taika Waititi binge. Um, it is irreverent. It is jarring. It is shocking in the best possible ways. Um, obviously, I'm not going to give any spoilers because, Max, I-, I don't believe you've seen it yet, correct? I have not and I need to. It's 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 on my list. Yeah, Jared. How, how do you think of some a comedy being so serious oh my gosh and and Um, the way he does it is very very well done and i i've been watching interviews like crazy and um one of the interviews that i watched was with Stephen merchant who uh plays one of the gestapo people um and he talks about how obviously throughout the film they have to say hail hitler over and over again that it kind of becomes a punchline and at, at a certain point you're like whoa why like I'm becoming so desensitized to this. And that's kind of how the movie treats its humor a little bit is like, you kind of get lulled into this false sense of security. And then there's these very abrupt and shocking scenes that just rip you apart. And, and I think Taika's really making a commentary on how we view the Holocaust, that it has become this thing that we kind of throw around or a little bit desensitized to. And like, it is jarring some of the transitions that he makes from comedy to drama. Um, Great movie. It will make you feel uncomfortable. That's on purpose. Uh, the casting is phenomenal. All the actors and actresses were incredibly charming. Uh, Roman Griffin Davis, who plays Jojo, um, did a fantastic job. And I just found out this is his first ever acting job. Holy cow. This kid is like somebody to watch in the future. He did an amazing job with this film. Uh, Sam Rockwell is in it. He did a phenomenal job. His part in the movie uh, hit me a lot stronger than I thought it would. Just, I, I, if I if I talk anymore, I will give too much away. But Max and anybody listening, this is a six out of six, a must watch movie. It is phenomenal. Um, anything to add or, or anything there, Mark? It's surprisingly fun. Where where can I watch this if I want to? Um, I mean anywhere that you can rent or buy movies right now. I don't think anyone's streaming it right now. I feel I feel like I saw this on Amazon. Like I think it might be a Prime movie now oh if um, that if that's the case then yeah check it out there but i can tell you offline max that's fine i just just i was more from our for our listeners than for me check it out wherever you can uh this movie is phenomenal we rented it but this is one that I hbo will buy. if you have hbo max you should be able to see it ah very good very good i rented it i i believe after watching it this is one that i'm going to purchase for myself um my next hot is the announcement of the netflix witcher spinoff um it is called the witcher blood origin uh, it will not, as far as we know, feature um, Henry Cavill as Geralt because... No! No! Yes. 
so so according to Deadline, Blood Origin will be a six-part live-action limited series, the prequel to the streamer series The Witcher, set in an elven world 1,200 years before the world of The Witcher. The show will chart the origins of the very first Witcher and the events that led to the pivotal conjunction of the spheres, when the worlds of monsters, men, and elves merged into one. Um, obviously, part of the reason why I love The Witcher is because Henry Cavill is just an amazing actor, and he does a phenomenal job. That being said, um, I'm not going to hate this at all. I'm really excited about this news. Give me a, all The Witcher that you can. I played just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of Witcher 3. Other than that, I haven't played anything. And since watching this Netflix series, I am like deep diving into everything I can. Um, so I'm really excited about this news. I give this news a six out of six. And that is my hot and my snot for this week. Fantastic. Let's head over to the top five. The We're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. We plug the top five at the top of the show, but friend of the podcast requested that we do our top five One Direction songs or Harry Styles songs. Yes, you did hear that correctly. Top five One Direction or Harry Styles songs. Uh, this is for our friend Olivia out there. Uh, Mark, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. All right. Here's my top five Harry Styles songs. <laughs> I didn't do any One Direction songs because I'm just not a fan. That's okay. That's okay. However, there are a few Harry Styles songs that I do enjoy. So there it is. My I have my number five. Technically not sung by Harry Styles, but is written by Harry Styles, but is sung by Michael Bublé and Megan Trainer. It's called Someday. So go check that one out. Uh, my, t- my number four is Adore You. Number three, Watermelon Sugar. Number two, Kiwi. And my number one, Sign of the Times. I was gonna say Watermelon Sugar. If I if we were in charity, that would be an honorable mention. Sure, but it's we're not doing anything for charity. Of course. Yeah. So no honorable mentions today for that. That's a good list, Mark. It's a good list. Good job, uh, Jared. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, for honorable mentions, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I get, get the bit. Very funny. Okay. Very funny. Um. I'm, I threw in some Zane uh, songs because he was part of One Direction, yeah? I think so. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm, sure, a, sure. I'm a little out of my, out of my element here. Um, number five is... No, 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 no. You're an expert. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big 1D fan. Uh, it's what I live for. No. <laughs> number five. Sign of the Times. Clip it, Isaac. Clip it. Clip that. Clip that clip. <laughs> Twitter needs this. Number four, Night Changes. Number three, Dusk Till Dawn. Number two, Pillow Talk. And number one, <laughs> number one, which isn't even an original of Harry Styles or 1D. Uh, Harry Styles did a BBC One cover of The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. And it is actually oh, really good. I did not know he this. Killed it. I, okay, like, obviously, not really my style of music, One Direction and Harry and, and Zayn, but... Man, when he he did Fleetwood Mac justice, I thought it was very well done. You know, know what, Jared? I was gonna put that song as my number one, but then when I was thinking like Harry Styles, like I just wanted to give him like to his writing and like him actually writing and singing these songs. Why so I stuck mostly to one or to just him. But yes, that that rendition that he does, it's, it's very good. Is very good. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go mine real quick. Number five is what makes you beautiful. 
Number four is the song Olivia. Number three is Story of My Life. Number two is Steal My Girl. And number one is Lights Up, which is sung by Harry Styles. Harry, St- I'm going to go on record right here. Harry Styles, his most recent album, is a four out of six. And I feel like that's a strong rating on this show. I, feel, I really do. I feel like that's a strong rating for Harry Styles. Harry Styles is better without One Direction. Yep, I would agree. You go ahead and put that yeah, out that's there. His his newest song, his newest uh, um, albums are banger. Mm. Yes, indeed. Very good. It is. Um, great. We got through that pain. Um, I, it fantastic. honestly wasn't a pain when you said this is their top five without any context. That's like I could do it. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, these songs aren't bad. I'm not. Uh... I don't mean to trash on them if, if it ever came across that way. It's just not really my forte. That being said, again, like all of these members of One Direction are incredibly talented. Obviously, Harry Styles and Zayn have been able to make a name for themselves since then, but this wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. And listening to that BBC I, One song I need was to go listen awesome. to the, the Fleetwood Mac cover. Yeah, it was here. very good. One Direction also does a cover of Heroes. So that would also be another one to check out, too. Not as good as the Fleetwood Mac cover, but. Right, right, right. The Fleetwood Mac cover, that's the one that's like, I love Fleetwood Mac. Six out of six band for sure. Um, great show. We got some things we need to plug real quick. I'm going to be on the 90s first podcast this Wednesday talking about Power Rangers. Max, um, apparently, will you be bringing your live cutout of Naomi Scott to that podcast? Mark, do you feel do you feel your house shaking right now? That's my eye roll <laughs> causing an earthquake. All the Grandpa way up. Max. Near the far going, <laughs> Grandpa Max is at it again. She was a pink ranger. You don't talk about her like that. I do not have a cutout of Naomi Scott. People need to stop saying that. Back in my day, I have more respect for women than this. One day, I will find it in a comic book store, and you will be receiving <laughs> that cutout. Where would you put the cutout in my house? You, you know the layout of my house. Where would you I would put just it? hand it to you and be like, "You're welcome. Don't throw this away. <laughs> this I did a lot for this." I think I'd put it in my like in in my basement in my laundry room because there's like a little window peeking out. So when everybody came could by, could you put it? Could you put it right next to the picture of, of Kobe and Robert Spartnik? Oh, that's a good spot too, Mark. If you can get this done like tomorrow, if at all possible, and then when Sarah comes home, Max, have that just sitting in your living room. Don't make any mention of it, and like when she talks about it, just pretend like it's not a thing. Like, oh, no, what's wrong with this? She's gone for the week, so we can make it happen in the next <laughs> In this movie days. scenario, I get so flustered that I actually just go get actual Naomi Scott yes, and bring please. her to Max's house. But, like, convince her, not in, like, a scary way. Like, it's not a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> not in a creepy way. Not Hey, we're going to preface this. We're going to preface this. Not in a right. creepy way. But she's passed out in my living room. No, not, not passed out. No, I like I convince her with <laughs> lies that you're dying of something, and then she like. Oh, so like I come in and she's sitting on the couch, and I'm like, "Hi, who are you?" And you're like, "I'm Naomi Scott." Oh, your like Mark. you would say, "Hi, so who are you?" Whatever, right. Max. BS. I wouldn't know who she yes, was. Yes, you're, okay. you. I don't okay, want to Max. get into in this podcast right now. Do you um do you think this is a Troy she Barnes did a great job LeVar Power Burton situation where like Max just wouldn't know what to do with himself? <laughs> <laughs> just falls apart. Yeah, it, I yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You can't disappoint a picture. Oh. You can't. I'll be on the nineties first podcast. Apparently it's Power Rangers versus X Files. Um, which is like a weird competition. So I'm looking forward to discussing that. Both really great franchises. I would go X Files. Because their continuity is more solid. I think I'd go X Files too, even though like I'm one of the 
I'm probably the biggest Power Rangers fan in the Infinity Bros universe. You're the biggest I know for sure. So, so I I think I but I still would go X Files just because I don't know X Files that that is like the first yeah. real good sci fi show outside of maybe the Twilight. So Zone. Max, with your with your knowledge of uh, Power Rangers, what is the Japanese show and how is it different to the Americanized version that they use from that show? Are you talking about like the original version where they used those Power Rangers clips? So let's moving on. Sorry, yep. I don't. I I yeah, didn't watch I, that. I only know the American yeah, stuff. I just you know, had the lurk in the dark as a DC fan. Maybe you should emerge. be on it. Do you, do you want? No, I want to hear. I want to hear you talk about Power Rangers because like, you you truly love Power Rangers more. But knowledge wise, all right, yeah, maybe I'll just go do some research. I got you. I'll go do some research. I'll prep up. I'll be ready yeah, to go. Prep, prep for me, boy. A little prep work. Uh, Mark, you did a uh, Twitch watch of uh, Spaceballs. I did. How did it go? Um, I think we had a max of seven viewers at one point. That's not nothing. I hadn't watched that movie in forever. Yeah, that's not nothing. Um, I know, I think we're going to do another. I definitely want to do another one. And Isaac had said we should do a, a vote to the Infinity Bros universe. So whenever he sends it out, make sure you go vote. Because I believe, I don't know what the floor list is yet. We haven't solidified that yet. But once that happens. What's your what's your rating of Spaceballs? Ooh, I'd probably give it a 4.7 out of 6. It's uh, very serviceable, funny. Um, it's rated PG on Amazon, but I believe they have an F word in there, and oh, they say yeah, it's definitely PG and they 13. say shit a lot in that show and have a lot of sexual innuendos. I was gonna say there's tons of sexual jokes. And in I that swear, one. when I started, it said PG. I'm like, there's no way, unless the rating system has just been like, you know what? We don't care anymore. It's PG now. Yeah, that's a good point, Jared. Am I missing anything other this week for the Infinity Bros universe? Um, no. I mean, just. Team Rocket Tuesday? Are you doing Team Rocket That's Tuesday? That's the plan right now. Um, we've still been doing the Monday, Monday, Monday madness with Isaac as well. So, yeah, I mean, just pay attention to our Twitch stream. We've been uh, trying to get more out there whenever possible. This should be out tomorrow night, Tuesday night. So, I I think if you're listening to it Tuesday night, you'll be able to catch Jared on Team Rocket Tuesday. Also, because I got, I got to tease it here. But, yeah, everyone that's listening right now who hasn't listened to the Robbie and I's podcast of Batman Forever... There's a little teaser in there for a giveaway, so you, get, you gotta go. You gotta go listen, and then hopefully. I plugged it. I put it in the show notes. Okay, good. So, put it in the show notes. If the people don't want to listen, they don't need to listen. Mark, if if by next week nobody reaches out to you, I'll 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 do it. I don't know. I'll probably just cry and quit quit the group. Fair enough. Yes, yes. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, Jarrett, thank you so much. It was great having you. Great uh, being on here. Uh, uh, you were fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> it's my pleasure, Grandpa. It was so awkward. It was a very Grandpa awkward Max. ending, and I don't know. My teeth were falling out. <laughs> Mark, get him his medicine. Uh, Send him to bed. Yeah, very good. It's 730. Mark, you frustrated me, but uh, you were not intolerable. Thank you. I do my best. Thank you. And thank you, listeners of the Infinity Bros. Universe. Wherever you are, uh, however you are, and wherever you're listening, thank you for being a part of our episode we're so grateful for you. As always, we love you 3000, and we will talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>